Hello and welcome back to the Mindful Being podcast. This is Mariah. Happy New Year, everyone. Thank you for being here with me in this new year 2024. I cannot believe that we are here already. It has been such a crazy year 2023 and such huge, huge changes for me. And I'm sure there's been a lot going on for you as well. Um, I am sorry that this is getting to you a little bit late. I totally intended to get it to you sooner, but here we are. Life has been a little hectic, so I figured better late than never. So before I jump in, I just wanted to kind of let you guys know if you didn't listen to last year's um, episode, I do an annual um, kind of ceremony processing the last um, year before it ends and that helps me kind of just process it, get through it and have some really cool memories and remembering what was hard about the year and just kind of letting myself have the time and space set aside to just kind of like experience again and like recognize what happened like with my body and my mind and my spirit and also just giving myself that space to like process through anything that maybe still needs to get moved through Um, and that really helps me set up for a new year intention setting situation so um, this is a thing that I follow every single year from Rachel Brayton from the Yoga Girl podcast. So if this is something that you would like to do, it's definitely not too late. It's just the first week of January. So you still have a chance to kind of go through this. This is still a time of transition for us all. So um, I would definitely recommend you following her podcast and, and maybe doing the whole intention setting and um, reprocessing of the, the previous year, if that's something that you're interested in. On this episode, I'm just going to walk you through kind of my experience of the year and kind of just like go through some of the stuff that I journaled about and share with you my stuff and um, and you are welcome to kind of follow along with the prompts that I use if that's something that you'd like to do here. So um, the first prompt to kind of get started on the reprocessing of the year Um, 2023, the overall feeling of 2023 was an overwhelming amount of feelings, so much growth and learning, um, some like overpowering experiences and just like huge waves of emotion, um, really high intensity. Last year, my word of the year was Elena. Um, I knew who she would be, but not who I would be as her mom. And I'm still learning. Um, my intention was to embody light and joy from last year. And, um, instead I got to witness Elena embodying that she is just such a light, such a joy. Um, one year ago, I was pregnant and anticipating motherhood and all the changes that would come with that. Just so crazy. Just like how much changes happened. A lot of changes happen every year. I mean, small and big, but 2023 was just such a huge change for me going from, you know, just a, a friend, 
a wife, a teacher, to mom. <laughs> just crazy, crazy, crazy. Um, so I'm just going to go through the months here. So I, how I do this personally is I pull up my phone and I just go through from the very beginning of the year, looking at all the pictures. Um, and another thing you can do as well, if you want to get a little bit deeper or like a little bit more in touch with maybe how you were feeling at the moment is to go onto your Instagram archive. If you, if you use Instagram and you post stories and stuff, you can go into your archive and see all of the stories that you posted. And, um, that also can help you get like a clear idea of maybe things that were going on, like socially in the year, um, maybe politically, just like anything that you shared that was going on. Um, sometimes we kind of, that stuff like slips away or all fades together, but, um, that's one way that you can kind of clue into like what was going on for you in each month. So just a little idea if that's something you'd like to do. Um, I wrote about January. It was full of preparation for the baby. It was nesting. I was washing and folding and organizing. And I was moving my body every day. I was trying to prepare as much as possible for birth. So I was like reading books and watching like, you know, tutorial information. Um, did a couple of like online baby classes. Uh, just preparing physically and mentally for birth and um, waiting with excitement and nerves for the big moments ahead. February. February was birth. Um, such a crazy intense experience. Um, having Elena and just the beginning of motherhood and starting the recovery process after birth, learning how to care for an infant and learning how to be cared for myself. Um, so many hormone surges, tears, intense feelings, um, pain from recovery, pain from breastfeeding, um, so much love, so much just like adoring my tiny little baby, so many diaper changes and tiny little fingers and toes and contact sleeping and so many snuggles and binge watching NCIS. <laughs> um, going back to birth, birth was so crazy. And I have a whole episode on that if you'd like to hear the story. Um, but it was just such an intense, crazy experience. But realistically, that was what, like a 30 something hours in total, as far as like the birth experience goes. And like, the rest of the motherhood experience has been like much harder. I feel like in some ways because birth is a high intensity experience, but looking back, it is like short compared to, you know, months of sleepless nights. So it's a very different experience, but, um, but yeah, it was, it was part of, part of the experience, but it was not like necessarily overpowering, but like that first, the first moment of seeing my daughter after she was born, like they always say like, Oh, like you forget the pain. And like, re that's really how it is. Like, it's so crazy. And I'm sure it has a lot to do with like hormone surges and, and the way that like evolution has kept the human species going. Um, but it's just amazing. And so special. 
Um, continuing on, March was starting to venture out a little bit, meeting um, some baby friends that were also born in February. Um, my mom coming to visit and helping take care of me and helping take care of baby Elena. Um, she, we met a lot of friends and, um, you know, the baby started to just kind of be a little bit more alive to the world being interested in some toys and just, you know, being awake a little bit longer. Um, April was reading my first book to the baby, getting her first cold, um, first Easter and first anniversary as parents. Um, all big things, walking with friends and, learning to sleep in the bassinet, which before that she had just only slept like on my chest for a couple months. So that was nice getting her to transfer into the bassinet so I could have a little bit more deep sleep. Um, walking and walking with friends and just getting out and moving a little bit, getting some fresh air, um, enjoying spring flowers and sunshine and first visit to the beach. As you can see, there's a lot of firsts in this year, which is something I was anticipating, something I was excited and looking forward to. Um, May was visiting with friends again, first Mother Day. <sighs> that was like so surreal to be like Mother's Day, like to experience it as a mother it was just like very different. I've, you know, only experienced it in the past as like celebrating someone else. So just like being celebrated and being like, wow, like, yeah, like this is a special day and it feels just so different. It was, it was pretty cool. Um, and we had some family members that really made it special for us. Um, it was her first day at the pond and, um, a lot of big feelings about changing careers, giving up my current job that I had and shifting towards something different. Um, it was really hard decision and a lot of emotions, you know, because I, I didn't want to leave my daughter with other people and, and to miss so much time with her and so much time that is like, everything just is happening every single day something new and different is happening and so like to miss that time was just like not going to work for me um but also I had to choose to to leave behind something that was also still important to me so that was a hard hard month um June was sunshine and giggles and lots of wiggles um, trying out cloth diapers and transitioning out of the swaddle, playing with toys, mom being tired but happy, um, doing a sensory exploration with the baby, and um, June was June is my birthday month, so my first birthday um, experiencing that as a mom, which was fun, um, but also like a little bit eye opening of like, yeah, nothing nothing really changes when it comes to having a baby. Like you don't get any breaks any differently. Like, you know, you still are 100% fully mom, no matter whether you're celebrating and having a birthday party. Um, if anything, sometimes they need you a little bit more because of every, all the action, especially like the age that she was. So it was a little bit like, oh yeah, like 
at least right now, these things look different. Like it's not like, oh yeah, it's my birthday and I get to do whatever I want. It's like, nope, you're still mom. So a lot of eye-opening experiences last year. Um, July was her first pool day and trying to like nap outdoors and stuff and, and having different experiences of on the go naps. Cause like naps were, if there was a word of the year was like naps last year, I had no idea how much sleep was important and how much it would rule our lives. Um, yeah, trying to participate in life still while trying to meet my daughter's needs. It's just a tough balance to learn. Um, Fourth of July was fun for celebration. Our town does a really big celebration and parade and stuff. So, um, so that was fun to experience with her, except for like, she was napping right in the middle of it. And it was, it was fun, but it was also like, not what I had envisioned. Um, July was really tough sleep time. Um, yeah first time, um, having like an actual beach day officially done with my old job and, um, exploring the world just a little bit more with the baby. And then the probably toughest thing of July was, um, doing sleep training with the baby. So much research went into like making the decision so many sleepless nights were involved beforehand and then starting sleep training. Oh, just even still, I have like flashbacks of like just listening to her cry, even just for like little bits of time before we would go and comfort her. It just my mama heart was not loving that experience. That was so, 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 so hard. Um, but it also changed so much for us and has been really important for everyone's sleep and quality of sleep. Um, and then naps as well, being able to have her put herself to sleep at nap time has been everything because I don't have the time and in my current nannying job to, you know, sit in a quiet room for 45 minutes bouncing her on <laughs> a yoga ball like I was doing before to get her to sleep. Like I just, I don't have that luxury when I'm also caring for a one-year-old. So, um, yeah, that's definitely been something that's been amazing is her being able to just be able to self-soothe and go to sleep on her own. Um, it just was very important for us and our family. Um, but at the same time, that was probably one of the most challenging things looking back over the year of just like, allowing her to, to feel her feelings and, um, and not just jump in right away. It was just so hard, like, especially just being used to taking care of every little thing for my infant. Um, and realizing that she was like a little bit older and able to do things like she learned so quickly how to grab her own pacifier and put it in her mouth. And that's not something that I even thought like she was able to do. So she was really impressive with the things that she learned and how quickly she learned it. But at the same time, it was just, it was really hard for my mama heart. So that was a big challenge of last year. Um, August was starting my new job with nannying. 
um, introducing food to the baby. We had pond days and our first plane ride trip to Chicago. That was big. Um, a lot of stuff happening that month. Looking back, it was like, you know, four plane rides and um, trying to, you know, be in a new place and have her sleep in the same room with us again and in her pack and play rather than the crib. Just like so many things were different, um, but she did so well. So yeah, that was really cool. September was um, settling into the new job a little bit more and then trying some new adventures with both of the girls and um, new foods with Elena, constantly learning new things, new abilities standing up in her crib which is such a funny thing the first time you see like your little baby like standing up you're just like whoa <laughs> like you were just a little blob baby and now you can do things it's crazy um Elena's just growing and and like like a weed constantly so she was getting more mobile that month um and then I was playing soccer I think I started in August technically but um I got back into playing soccer and that was like like a big shift for me is having something outside of the home for me to go and do that was like about me and then having that time to just be on the field and be so present and in my body and moving my body and getting that exercise and doing something fun that I love to do that had absolutely nothing to do with taking care of a baby um, was just like a huge mental health shift for me and I think it was just like kind of the beginning of Elena bonding more with her dad too because he was the caregiver during that time um, and that bond has just continued to grow and grow. Uh, October was um, visiting the pumpkin patch and the first Halloween and just lots of time spent with the girls, the, the girl that I nanny and Elena, just, you know, doing fun activities at the house or taking them out, parks and things like that. November, I started getting a little creative again with um, doing some photography, which is really cool. Another way to kind of start feeling like myself again um, is just using that part of my brain that's not related to caregiving. Um going on walks. First time it rained and the baby got to like see rain, you know, so interesting, like how we're so used to, especially for me growing up in Florida, it just rained all the time there. Um, so I've seen rain so many, so many times, but like realizing, oh, this is her first time. Like she's in California where it barely rains and, you know, just starting out the rain season for her to just be like, oh, look outside, like it's raining. And like, like what is this stuff from like falling from the sky and wet why is everything wet and why does it look different like just so many experiences like that last year of seeing the world through a baby's eyes and like everything's new and fresh for the first time pretty awesome um getting through the rest of the year november um first thanksgiving starting to get in the christmas spirit we got our christmas tree up um and then finding out about the local town that I live in having a yoga studio that was just opening up and um, really things moved quickly, finding out about, you know, whether they needed a teacher and then deciding to go back to teaching again. So that all happened pretty quickly. And um, that was 
also another thing that got me back in my body and got me focused on things that I'm passionate about and not, um, not to do with caregiving for a baby. It just makes me feel like a human again. Um, <clears throat> December was teaching yoga again for the first time. So that was a fun adventure. Um, trying to remember like right and left and, and movements and, um, cues and all that good stuff. Um, which I was pretty surprised that it came naturally. So that was nice. It wasn't like a crazy where I was forgetting everything. Um, we went to the local tree lighting. We went to see Santa with the baby. Just did so many Christmas events. Um, once again, like seeing stuff through the baby's eyes, the Christmas lights, all of that fun stuff. Um, it really motivated us to get out of the house and go do things because like of her rather than being like, eh, I don't feel like it. It's whatever, you know, just being like, yeah, let's, let's go try stuff and let's go, you know, experience it. And then also like, experiencing it in short bursts because she can only handle so much or she had early bedtime, but being able to go and still experience things. Um, and then also like be done and come home and, and still have like cozy, relaxing time together. It was, it was really lovely. Um, I was doing more creativity with photography and um, just kind of started to feel like prosperity and manifesting things for the baby started to happen. So like um, when I like when I say things, I'm talking about like physical things, like things that I wanted to buy her for Christmas and stuff. Um, the new job that I took was beautiful for like being able to be with my daughter um, and be present with her all day and not have to leave her in the care of someone else. But, um, it also wasn't like the most financially supportive. So I had felt pretty, like I have a whole thing with like scarcity and money growing up poor and, um, done a lot of therapy around that. But I've always had just like a little bit of like stress and anxiety around money. And so I definitely felt that, um, over the past few months before, but like starting in December, it just, something like shifted a little bit and I don't even know exactly what it was, but, um, I just started to feel like differently and, um, feeling like I was like manifesting things and stuff just worked out. So that was kind of a cool shift for me. Um, some personal challenges started to happen with like, the childcare situation, just like as the girls grow and change and develop, um, just constantly new challenges start to arise. Um, so just kind of getting adjusted to those could be some days made it harder than others. Um, and then celebrating the holidays with the loved ones, um, sharing the baby's just excitement and joy was so beautiful. Um, being surrounded by people that love her and um, yeah this first Christmas was really fun um, and then also just a lot more cuddling with the baby which is not something that you know since she started doing sleep training she kind of was doing her own thing and wanted to be a little more independent to go to sleep um, but she started to be a little bit more cuddly again and so I've just been like soaking that up 
and just watching her grow like every single day something new I feel like she's learning or doing and developing and and it's just so incredible to watch and and be able to be a part of that um and then starting to kind of move my body again you know including yoga back into my life um has been really cool to just remember how important that is like the practice itself, um, being a part of a studio, people that are also passionate about yoga, and then um, also like the sense of fulfillment that it brings, being able to be a teacher and, and bring some movement and yoga and calm and peace to others um, just was like, just yeah, feeling that in my soul again was, was really rewarding. So I'm going to read to you um, just some more feelings that I had about the year, and then we'll jump into um, intention setting for the next year. In 2023, I became a mom. Still feels so crazy. I gave birth. I went through labor and delivered my daughter into the world. I learned how to breastfeed over and over because that changes. I went through so much discomfort, stiff necks, aching backs and shoulders. I listened to hours of white noise and sat in so many dark spaces, willing naps to happen. I worried and stressed over so many things. I googled and researched and trusted my gut. I felt so much complex emotions, joy, pain, excitement, loss, and hope, and depression. I gave up a career and I started a new job. I spent so many hours awake at night that I felt a little nutty. Felt most of the, I felt the most love that I could ever have imagined. I healed my body and I got stronger. I won my soccer leave, league and I found, I found myself and I lost myself. I was in flow and I was out to sea. I really lived. My biggest moments this year was giving birth to my baby. Such intense experience to labor, but then seeing her for the first time. Meeting this beautiful soul that I get to love forever. In 2023, I learned so much about my daughter and motherhood. I learned about sleep and naps and feeding. I learned how important community and friendship is in tough times. I learned how much I can handle, how strong I can be, and to ask for help. Still working on that one. I learned how to care for two under two and about nannying and about myself as an employee and a mom. This year, I struggled with sleep and constantly feeling tired and not enough sleep for myself, sleep for Elena, depression at moments, and then feeling sad that it made me a bad or a lesser mom. And I learned to let my baby cry. I struggled with pain in my body and feeling weak and too thin. I felt so many things this last year. What was magical or came with ease this last year was snuggling and loving and being affectionate with my daughter. My best moment was holding my baby on my chest for the very first time. And of course, watching Elena grow and hit milestones and that first smile just melted my heart. My hardest moment of the year was just no sleep, being up all night, feeling resentful of my husband, maybe even resenting my daughter wanting to be done over or fast forward through this time and feeling like I was too tired to really love her well, feeling so out of control of myself and my feelings and my physical and mental health. 
what I've been grateful for this year has been for sound machines, friendships and camaraderie, light and sunshine, laughter and smiles, first times and new skills. Been grateful for abundance and stability, morning cuddles, my bed and pillows, washer and dryer for endless cleaning of spit up. I'm grateful for my body, for all that it has done and held me through. I'm grateful for my home and a safe place to love. Grateful for naps and free times and showers. I'm grateful for technology that has supported me along my journey, as in like audiobooks and podcasts. Um, Thank you for insurance and healthcare. I'm grateful for yoga. I'm grateful for therapy and um, my therapist particularly having been here through so much for me Um, and I'm really grateful for my daughter to choose me to be her mom the last couple prompts here um, finishing up a hard lesson that I learned that I don't want to learn again is maybe trusting that I cannot control sleep and then I can only support it. I've tried so hard to get my baby to sleep and myself to sleep and so much that I can't control. And yet I continue to fight it. Um, I learned to trust Elena to take naps and to sleep. But um, that part hasn't transitioned into nighttime sleep. So um, I'm still learning to to trust her to sleep at night. Um, but I, I don't want to have to learn the whole thing of like being able to control it because it seems something within your control because you can create a particular environment but it just really isn't um and so just not having to like relearn like if I just do everything perfectly and line it up and and have a sound machine just at the right level and tiptoe around the house and do x y and z in the perfect order then naps will happen it's just not the case. You can get into routines and you can follow them, but like how long the naps will happen, when they'll happen is just beyond control. So that's something that I don't want to have to like relearn. I'm leaving in 2023 feeling like a patient, feeling weak, feeling unable. I want to feel strong and confident again in my body and I want to feel capable In 2024, something I want to bring in to that year is being tuned into my body and my mental health, noticing what doesn't feel good, and then acting on what does feel good for my body, for my mind, feeding my body with good nutrition. Um, I want to bring into this year my love and admiration for my daughter and honoring her existence as a full human with joy and wisdom to share with me. I also want to bring in all my knowledge and experience from this first year of motherhood and birth. Sorry if this all sounds a little bit um, unorganized. I'm just reading from my journal and sometimes thoughts, you know, aren't fully formed as you're writing them out. So Um, that kind of sums up my looking back over 2023 and starting to look forward. Um, The next part of this podcast is going to just be you know, looking forward to 2024 and, um, things that I'm hoping to, to connect with and move into and, um, kind of setting intentions and a word of the year. 
So in 2024, I long for health and activity, feeling energized, having fire and excitement for life with Elena. I want to embody the feeling of thriving. I want to be strong in my body and my mind, no longer healing my body but and recovering, but feeling like I'm really thriving and ready to move and go and try new things and adventures with Elena. In 2024, I'm calling in movement and travel and not being stagnant. Play and laughter and joy and discovery, connecting with my inner child through creativity and play. I'm calling in a new way to finance my life that connects with my soul still. In 2024, I'm saying no to feeling anxious about sleep, saying no to sleep deprivation, saying no to pleasing others over Elena's needs, saying no to toxic cycles of communication, but finding what loving ways to connect with my husband and others, saying no to not having time for self-care. Um, this prompt is a perfect day in 2024. Um, It would look like waking up and feeling rested, like having slept the whole night. That would be already a perfect day. Um, Moving slowly in the morning, having time to snuggle with all three of us in bed, having a yummy, nutritious breakfast, and going on some kind of adventure with the baby, maybe involving water, the beach, running and laughing and playing, all of us together, being silly and fully present, Maybe seeing some friends or family for dinner, maybe having a game night at our house, and even a delicious glass of wine, maybe after the baby goes to sleep and that she sleeps easily and all night long. Um, And yeah, that, that sounds like a perfect day. In 2024, I dream of a life that's tidy and simple so we can focus our energy on fun activities instead of having to do so many chores. Um, I'm focusing and dreaming of having better habits that lead to a healthier and happier life. I'm dreaming of getting my teeth straightened and without too much pain. I'm dreaming of abundance so that I don't feel worried about money. I'm dreaming of pursuing my passion while also providing for my family and having Elena cared for in an environment that's beautiful and loving. I'm dreaming of reading books and going on walks and feeling confident in motherhood. I dream of stressing less about all the things baby and just enjoying our time together, riding the waves as they come. I dream of feeling strong in my yoga practice again and having time to do it often. I dream of peace and tranquility in moments as well as momentum and action and activity. I dream of doing yoga and mindful practices together with my daughter. Moving on to the other prompts, Um, these are specific areas. So these are goals that we have for mind, soul, home, um, body. Yeah, so these are specific to mind. Um, New job that provides well because I'm done nannying um, about halfway through the year. So I do have to find a new job. and um, But I want to find something I'm still passionate about rather than just worrying about you know, making that money, but something that I'm still finding love and fulfillment in. Um, I want to focus on spending my money on quality versus quantity. So growing up poor and scarcity, I often would just really be a sucker for like a good deal and then like buy a lot of things that are cheap. Um, And I want to focus a little bit more on less, but 
quality. So some of that um, more minimalistic ideas of life is having less, but having that be quality rather than just so much, like everything everywhere, but maybe tuning down a little bit to essentials and, um, but things that are nice and that I enjoy and like. Moving on to body, I want to feel strong in my yoga practice. I want to feel rested. Um, and I want to feel beautiful. Um, it's definitely interesting that that came up for me because I definitely felt, um, very new mom. Like my hair is always crazy and, you know, I'm lucky if I remember to brush my teeth, just stuff like that. And I just haven't felt pretty very often. Only like, you know, for the holidays where I like actually had time to like do a little makeup and feel fresh and have my hair done. Um, this year I, I want to put some energy back into feeling beautiful because, um, it's that feeling that, that I'm looking for. Not necessarily like what other people think of me or the way that my body looks per se, but I just want to feel confident and, and beautiful in my body again. Um, I want mental function improved, um, fighting that mom brain that I've been <laughs> struggling so hard with. Um, these ones are silly, but I want to be blonde again. I've been trying to like take care of my hair and not bleach the crap out of it, but I want to feel blonde again. I like that feeling of being blonde. So I want to go back. Um, so for reminder for this stuff, like this can be silly stuff. It doesn't have to be all serious and, you know, like changing your, your soul and shifting and whatever. It can be fun and light. Um, the next prompt is what do you want to goals that you have around your soul. So, um, therapy work, I want to get back into EMDR again, because that's been something I haven't really been able to do while balancing a baby on my hip. So maybe getting into that this next year, um, finding my passion and creativity, maybe using a little bit more photography and, um, you know, other ways of, of creativity. Um, Connecting with my daughter, deeply being present, and really knowing who she is as she grows and she changes. And maybe starting to prepare my heart this next year for another child. Um, I don't necessarily want to have one right away, um, but I do want to have a sibling for Elena. I do want to have a, another baby. So um, maybe this year, as I'm manifesting all these other things, my heart will just start being prepared to be open and loving and excited for another baby. Um, home is the next prompt. So I want to minimize, again, looking for a quality of things over quantity. Maybe getting a new mattress for quality sleep. I don't know if you've noticed there's a theme around sleep here. <laughs> um, I want to have more tidy habits and Taco Tuesdays with family date nights and quality time together with my husband and um, a little bit of like a refresh on the house, just feeling fresh, clean, new. Yeah, all of that. And um, having a safe space for Elena to thrive at home. So just really making sure that the environment that she's in is um, safe and conducive for her to explore. To move closer to my goals, I need 
more of a clear routine so that these self-care habits, organization, health practices can happen more naturally and they're part of my routine rather than just like slid in wherever I can, which has been the last year, which absolutely makes sense because I had a baby. So no judgment on last year. We're sending all the love to new mom Mariah. Um, We're not judging. We're not saying that that was a bad experience. We're just saying for this next year, shifting in to a little bit more natural routine where I can move my body and and feel good and healthy. This next year, my most important self-care practices is going to be yoga. Um, I believe it will help with me with feeling strong like I'm, I'm looking for in my goals, but also it helps me with my mental health. So that hits a couple of things for me rather than just Um, exercise in general, but I think yoga specifically, at least for me, helps kind of hit a couple of those goals. The feeling that I want to embody in 2024 is being energized and thriving. My intention for 2024 is to show up for myself so that I can show up in my life as the person that I want to be. The mom that I want to be, the partner, the yoga teacher, the employee. I want to be regimented in my practices so that I can thrive. I want to create energy through motion. My intention is to thrive, to be vibrant, lively, kinetic, abounding. So um, using all of this information through my practice of going through last year and setting intentions for this year, um, rather than having like, you know, specific Um, I guess specific is, you know, resolutions can be really helpful because it's really like a clear focused goal. Um, but I like to focus a little bit more on intentions. Um, and so to help me with my intention for the year of being thriving, um, I turn it into a, um, I am statement rather than just like, you know, being like, oh, like I have an intention for this, but to turn it into an affirmation, that's the word I was looking for, affirmation. Um, So turn it into an I am statement so that I can continue to say that to myself and help create and manifest that in my life. So um, the affirmation that I came up with for my year is I am thriving and kinetic. Um, My word of the year is vibrant vibrating with energy, life, and health. So that wraps up my processing through 2023 and my intention setting for 2024. I hope that this motivates you to do something similar for yourself, even just to kind of find your word of the year and um, your intention and that little affirmation that you can say to yourself Um, as you move through this next year. I just think it can be really helpful and beautiful, fresh way to start out a new year and kind of shed some of that old energy that you're no longer wanting to carry into this next year with you. Once again, sorry I didn't get this out to you sooner, but I hope it helps and touches your heart in the way that it needed to. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. And I will be back as soon as I can.